0: Answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McClain. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833 99 Worth. That's 833 99 W O R T H. Welcome to All Worth's Money
1: Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. And thank you for uh, being part of our program that is uh, airing on just the world is changing so rapidly. Yeah, so this airs March
2: 21st. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, we are
1: recording Friday. The twentieth of March at eleven ten in a.m. Pacific time. So
2: things could change between now and then. Yes. Um, and it is uh, y- y- obviously we we are in global turmoil. Uh, the markets uh, are in uh, turmoil, lots of volatility, but not only on the stock market in oil. Oh my gosh! In bonds, well, it was what a 17-year low. Yes, gold is down. Um, in bo- almost any asset class, we've seen it in real estate, uh, traded real estate investment trust, uh, which would actually then lead into the fact well, that those non-traded
1: you would, REITs. I can't imagine what's going to happen to those. Oh well, the things we've been preaching
2: about against for a long time. Should known. but. It, Properties, uh, both commercial properties and residential properties, you could expect that those asset prices have fallen as well. The interesting thing about this, uh, Scott, I think is actually how the U.S. government is responding both on the health front with the coronavirus and on the economic front. So as of the headlines a few minutes ago, they were working on their third economic stimulus plan their third economic stimulus plan. Uh, When you think of the financial crisis in 08, 09, it went on for a number of years. It took the U.S. government weeks, if not months to... Well, no, if you think back, Pat, they
1: stepped in... um, You know, it seems like a lifetime ago, right? They stepped in and bailed out... The money market funds first. They bailed out the money. They came in in, in the money markets. Was that after um, Bear Stearns collapsed? Uh, it was. Okay, so they let Bear Stearns collapse. They propped up. They made a deal with Lehman. They made a, They had all all the all the major brokerage firms, the wealth management mm-hmm. firms. Which is the irony of it. Merrill Lynch was uh, rescued by uh, Bank, Bank of, of America. America, and, and, and Wachovia was what rescued by Wells Fargo, and I forget they.
2: But and the government at that point in time just said, you know, Merrill. You're, you don't have a choice. Yeah, and Bank of America, you don't have a choice. You're, you're they
1: buying. are federally regulated institutions, right? You're, yeah, you're yeah.
2: buying these. Um,
1: so we're seeing some. Licor- and then we saw the Fed. The, it was the bottom of the market in March of of '09. I'm trying to remember exactly what the Fed did to get the. It's, that was the turning point for the market. The Fed was it, stepped in. It wasn't it was the, QE. Was it? The was QE? it the? Uh, I don't remember now. So
2: if, so it's w- irrelevant. But, but what we're it's, seeing frankly, now it's irrelevant. is is that the government is actually um, bringing liquidity to the marketplace. They've already done that on the mortgage-backed security side. They've done it in the money market side. They are
1: buying not only government bonds. The the Federal Reserve, I should say, is buying not only government bonds, but they're buying corporate bonds. They're buying other assets.
2: To to, to assure liquidity in uh, this marketplace, which was much different the last time around. And here's the challenge,
1: right? As an investor— just from from the here's here's the challenge with the marketplace. So uh I know some many states have already come out and said uh it's you're not it's illegal to evict uh, a resident during this time. Okay? So um, some states
2: some states haven't even closed their schools yet. As of the date of this recording. As of the so, date of this So As
1: of midnight tonight, California is on a total um Lockdown, stay as, at home.
2: As is uh, New York,
1: are they not? Stay inside is what they. California, I think it was. It was like, I remember I first heard shelter in place. It was Tuesday, and like what the heck, or Monday, what the what is that? Never even heard that term before, right? So, and of course, we've read all the. If you take some, there's some great stuff out there on epidemics, and I think actually Washington Post probably has one of the better one of the better news uh, papers with various articles of global news and it's not nearly as political. If you, I tried watching Fox News for about five minutes, and then I flipped to CNN, five minutes. I'm like, I really don't care about the anger with the other parties. It's
2: kind yeah, of it's irrelevant at this
1: point. <laughs> we set that aside. Let's figure out a solution going forward with not only the pandemic, but with the financial markets. Because here's the challenge. So you tell everybody, hey, you're not allowed to evict your tenants right now. So you take someone who owns an apartment complex. The apartment complex, everyone's paying their rent. Everyone finds out, hey,
2: you don't have to pay this much. And maybe they want to pay, but maybe they were, have to. they were a bartender, a waitress. And I, I, and let's assume that apartment complex has some debt on it. It's not Which all. they almost all do. Maybe not even that much debt. It has some debt. So now the owner
1: of the apartment complex doesn't receive the rents. Even for people that can pay it. it well, they a might blanket. be conserving. Okay. I but don't know what's going to happen. I see my neighbor's lost his job. I don't know if I'm next. I have the money now, but I'm not paying my rent. Why should I pay my rent? I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I'm not paying my rent. So the he chooses not to pay his rent. Now the landlord, how can I make my mortgage payment? I've got a mortgage I have to pay on this property here. Maybe I can make it this month, but what after a couple months, I won't be able to make it. My, I've got a family member. So- I've got a family member who has a restaurant in a strip mall, strip center, California. Um and I talked to her the other day, hey, how's it going? It's a um it's a it kind of food where takeout does pretty well. And she says, Well, I laid off all staff but two. She says, uh, I was able to make payroll this week. I feel really good about that. There's not a dime for me to take home. I was able to make payroll. She says,
2: and I'm I'm only gonna pay those bills. I absolutely have to. I'm not paying my rent this month. I talked to another uh, a restaurant owner. Scott and I did not have this conversation before the show. Every I talked to a restaurant owner was the restaurant same, it was
1: same same thing. I can't pay rent this month. Yeah. I don't even know if my business she's like, I don't even know if I can stay in business. So the so your, the, the your point is it's, it's like cascading. it's like correct. It's like taking a rock and dropping it into the ocean and this is just the first wave and it's gonna But but s- s- and the market so the stock market is pricing that in. Yes. Right? The, the the uh, professionals whose whole life is it to try to figure these things out and model these and forecast
2: these—they've priced these things in. That's why the market has tanked. Yeah, the earnings of the companies will not be as strong on the backside of this, but they will come back. The stock market will come back. There's no one year, two years, three years, four years, but the reality is. There's going to be a lot of pent-up demand once this is over. There's going to yes. be a lot of fallout. There's going to be a lot of liquidity brought to the marketplace. I, 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 maybe it's just me being, you know, 11 or 12 years older than the last crisis. The way I look at how the government is actually handling this, it causes me to think differently about this one than the last one because – this w- isn't the banks. The economy was strong going in here. It really was strong. not super over leveraged like it was last time. Um, employment was high to begin with. And the government seems to be taking it very, very seriously, very, very quickly and bringing liquidity into the marketplace. In, including checks to individuals. Right. Which is, it, it's, it sounds, I can't actually believe I'm saying this, but it sounds uh, almost like I'm a socialist, but its it, you have to keep those people in the game in order for the game to start over again, which means they can't lose their homes or their apartments or anything else, right? So I understand why the certain parts of government are just saying, well, you don't have to do this, but this isn't a state issue. This is a federal issue, right? Global issue. Global issue. Um, but the the the, the government's going to bring in, uh, Scott, money for every waiter out there, every busboy, every dishwasher that's unemployed is filing for unemployment insurance immediately, and they're going to get some money on top of that from the government. You think
1: of it, it's just so fascinating, the industries that are being just... Racked right overnight. Now. Think about automobile. Think if you're an automobile dealer. Yes. And the people that work there and serve. I mean, who's buying a new car yeah. right now? You're not even supposed to leave the house. Hotels, airlines. Oh, the travel industry is decimated. Yes. But you know, if you, this will pass. This too shall pass. If you think back to how painful the financial crisis was, right in the midst of it, and the fear and the panic and all that.
2: And had and- you bought stocks the oh, day my before? Gosh. The crisis. You still did extremely well. To date, you still did extremely well. Yes. Extremely. If you bought stocks during the
1: crisis. Even better. Even better. Yeah. But even if you bought in the top in um, what was then the top in uh, 2007, you've done and rode through the financial crisis, you did well. So one of the things we've always talked about, asset allocation, there's a few key financial planning principles that, most of us just talk about there's always those people that try to sell other things or try to get you on doing something different. But most of us talk about a couple of things. One is an emergency cash reserve for yes. unpredictable times, right? No one ever saw this coming. If you're, I mean, if you, we, knew, we knew that the Black Plague existed. We knew that the Spanish flu existed. That was 100 years ago or several hundred years ago. It's like, yeah, it might happen sometime, and a meteor might hit our Earth as well, right? So it's one of those – such an outlying event that's like, yeah, I know it happens to humankind, but probably not in my lifetime. And here we are. Yeah. So uh, uh, cash reserves, and then if you've got an allocation where your stocks, your risky piece of your portfolio – whether it's stocks or real estate, it, you don't need to touch for five plus years.
2: You're, you're, you're going to be waiting you'll this be, out for you. You'll fine. be okay. You'll be okay. A number of phone calls from clients that said, should I lower my distribution? I'm like, no, you should not. Because if your distribution wasn't. Well, that might've been for those particular
1: clients. So there might be for some others. If their
2: distribution wasn't too high to begin with. It was a reasonable amount to begin with. You don't need to worry about it. If your distribution as a percentage of the portfolio is high to begin with, you may want to lower your monthly distributions. It depends on your particular situation. Yeah. But the reality, the reason you have bonds and cash in a portfolio is to get you through times like this. And you never know when times like this are going to happen. And if you're in a situation right now where you,
1: A, don't have that emergency reserve, and B, don't have... Maybe you're retired and you have everything still in stock. I hate to say it, if it were me, I would make sure I've got some money outside of stocks to weather this thing. And there's certain there's certain sectors that may never come back to where they were. Yes. I mean, I don't know what will happen with some of these industries, but there's some are going to be. And I think it'll be many years before we're back to the, you know, if you think if you think a month ago, some of the luxury brands and stuff, you just kind of scratch your heads. Why does someone pay five thousand dollars for a purse? I don't quite understand that stuff or fifty thousand dollars or whatever they go up to. Um,
2: it'll take many years before we're at, there's some industries that are just going to struggle. It's um, not going to. And in uh, and, and how we consume goods on the backside of this. If we thought Amazon was taking over the marketplace before this. Oh, my gosh. Um
1: there that will, might be a, a public utility at some point. In time. There, <laughs> I mean,
0: there, you think about it.
2: There will be there will be other companies that emerge to compete with Amazon. There'll be, uh, or Amazon will be broken up by the government. Um, Which you think? Well, why would they do that? Uh, they, 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 they get powerful they, enough. They get powerful enough that the the retail environment that we know, the work environment that we know. You uh, think about this, forward. right? So we went all.
1: All of our employees at this moment, if they're not working at home, they have the ability to work. So we have 210 or so employees. Okay. Um, They've all got our phone system is such that they either have a physical phone at home that looks like their office phone or a soft phone with an app and the same kind of dynamics where when someone calls, it gets routed to the right person, right department, all that stuff, all that technology, that is all happening when someone's working remotely. And we moved that, we got in less than two weeks, we were able to fully deploy everyone so they're working from home. But you know what's interesting about this? We have management meetings every day on Zoom. That's right. We're all seeing everybody, looking at everybody. Yesterday we had 40-some-odd people on one meeting. All And what is interesting thing about this, Pat, is that as as companies are learning to... Uh, press forward and be productive without having face-to-face meetings and traveling to go visit somebody, you wonder what the long-term impact this is going to have. Like, how many of those business trips do we really need? And uh, do I really need 200,000 square feet for my business? Maybe I should have 80,000 square feet and people come in, the teams come in on Monday as some sort of team comes in on Tuesdays or whatever, right? Yes. If you want to ever have any in person. So it's really...
2: It's really interesting how this is going to change
1: uh, the way business is done. But this,
2: too, shall pass. This, too. This thing could—
1: And it's going to look uglier when we start seeing more deaths, which, yeah. from everything you've read, that is what is going to be coming. So we are taking calls this program. If you'd like to join the program, 833-99-WORTH. We're going to talk with Suzanne. Suzanne, you're with All Worth's Money Matters.
3: Hi, guys. How are you?
1: We're doing just fine. How can we help you today?
3: It's great to talk to you. First of all, I just wanted to say um, I spoke with you, Scott, uh, back in 2008 on on another call-in show, um, and you talked me off the ledge of fear and panic. You you said, don't panic, stay put, and it was the best advice anyone's ever given me, so thank you for that. Oh,
2: well, good. Thank you. I'm going to say one thing. In your whole life, that's the best advice. Advice, not best financial advice. I <laughs> suggest. Well,
1: okay, best
4: financial <laughs> advice.
2: I suggest you go you out go, <laughs> and do a little more living.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Once you're allowed okay, to leave the okay. house. Okay.
4: Right.
3: I stand corrected.
4: Yeah,
1: I, I'm
3: 60 <laughs> years funny. old, and I've done amazingly well managing my IRA portfolio with Vanguard mutual funds. Um, due to some health reasons, I'm having to I'm having to make some small early withdrawals starting when I turn 59 and a half. And I expect to continue to do this until I retire. My my challenge right now is I've typically been a bit overbalanced in stocks versus bonds because like a lot of people, you know, I've just been enjoying watching it go up. <laughs> um, but Can I be real direct start... with you?
1: So you took yeah. my advice in 2008, but not the advice that I've been saying the last couple of years about rebalancing, yeah, getting back I know. the allocation. I,
3: I That's actually all, right. all right. Here have... we are. I have been rebalancing. You okay. 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 Yeah. So in 2019, I started rebalancing. The challenge I ran into is because the market kept going up. Every time I moved 1,000 or 2,000, it you know the money that was still in stocks went up, and I I have not been able to get even to 60 40 stocks. I'm still more closer to probably. Um, Thirty, uh, Maybe 35, 65. I, I don't okay, know. Okay. I, I couldn't even bear to look at yesterday. Okay. Month. So,
2: But this isn't an IRA?
3: It's in an IRA. But here's my question. Um, you know, I've taken a huge hit, obviously, like almost 40%. My question is do I continue rebalancing even with Did, the market yeah, tumbling? Yeah, 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 yes. Yes.
2: No, 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 no. Well, first of all, I don't believe that. In the portfolio, you described that you took a 40% hit.
1: Unless the stocks you had were. Uh, it, it, were you a lot in oil and gas and airlines? Well, no, you
2: know, maybe
3: it's not. Maybe it's not 40%. I mean, the dollar amount. The dollar amount is just so much more than it was okay.
1: in 2008. Yeah, that's right. It, terrifying. Yeah. it just feels that way. So, it is. So, real quick on that, Pat. You know the hard thing, Suzanne, and here's what you got to not do. You look at, as, as we have more and more money, let's say a, a million bucks, a 10% with swing on a million bucks is $100,000, and it, people have to internalize and think, oh my gosh, how much labor does it take for me to make that $100,000? That's like, oh my, and that's how people internalize, and you can't look at it that way. You got to remember that as these are short-term declines. If you have a broadly diversified portfolio, the only way you make these you lock these in is by selling. Otherwise, it's temporary. It always well, has been temporary.
3: Con- and that's why I'm concerned about rebalancing because if I and I and I did do uh, what I thought was a pretty substantial withdrawal on Friday when it went back up, I took out uh, three thousand, which is not a huge amount, and I opened a new bond fund that I had kind of, I had, Suzanne,
2: Suzanne, Suzanne, you need a financial advisor.
3: It's not that much money.
2: Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good, um,
3: I I don't know. What's, what's,
2: what's the principal amount?
3: We're talking before it went down. It was a little over 250.
2: Yeah, yeah, listen, there are many financial advisors, including firms like our own, that work with clients anywhere from that amount to tens of millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. There's, 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 if you go and find a decent firm, I'm not, Obviously, I would advocate for my firm. because right. some other
1: fee-based firms. But
2: there's many other fee-based firms. I don't know where you're located, geography. I'm
1: in, I'm in Sacramento, so, yeah.
2: But you need a financial advisor. And here's why.
1: If, if you had the, the plan in place in January, you wouldn't be in the position you're at right now, which is thinking, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know how much I should have outside of the stock market because you've got some income needs, you've got some health, so you maybe you're... Maybe your cash flow needs are going to be different. Maybe your life expectancy has changed. All those different factors. The key is having a plan so that when times like this happen, and when this recovers, or and all those other things, that we don't have to. We don't have to sit and say, "Uh oh, now what do I do?"
2: And when you say rebalance. It would actually after the market decline means rebalance into a higher more stock.
1: equity yeah. exposure. Unless not- she, unless she had more higher percentage in stocks going into this than she should have had otherwise. I
3: had higher. Well, I had. And maybe you do percent- don't. I don't know. I, no, I had higher percentage, and you know, honestly, I had I had sold substantially out of a couple of my really really higher risk funds, but I was still holding them, and those that's where I took a okay. hit. But my concern is if I continue the plan that I had now where I'm rebalancing and when I say rebalancing I do mean continue to move out of stocks into more bond funds, this may, funds. it may
1: or may not then, be the right the, time then
3: I don't then I don't recoup
1: that's right then, I, then that's it's right. going to take that's me a right. lot
3: longer to get back to where so I was so I think Pat's that's,
1: Pat's point on rebalancing for most investors had they had the proper allocation coming into this a rebal I'll get, no, no, our, no, no, our tell firm, the story Scott tell the story oh, We I had see it, what you're saying we, no I see what you're saying February 20th 20th is yeah. when we rebalance for the vast majority of our clients with reti- in the retirement plans when there is no tax consequences which caused us to sell stocks right before this not because we were clairvoyant it was just we had a disciplined approach and had an investment plan an investment strategy financial plan
2: coming into this and we will be buying more stocks in the next in days, perhaps. Yeah, we're having a meeting on it tomorrow, and we will discuss the team will discuss whether we should actually rebalance these portfolios. What does that mean? It means we would now, before when we if did a 20 50%
1: in equities, and now
2: they're 44%. We would buy more equities. So when you say rebalance, right. I think what you're saying is, should I sell stocks? And what we're saying is, Maybe, maybe not. But the time to worry about the portfolio is not in the middle of the storm. If you're out on I a know. boat in the middle of the ocean and a storm <laughs> comes up on you. I wish I would have had a life vest with me. You, and I you don't I say, I wish I, I would have gone for that Coast Guard inspection. I
3: was, I was doing it, though. I was in the process. So you maybe, know,
2: and you might be you may fine. Or may not. I
1: don't know. So I don't one, know. Honestly, here's one way, I couldn't,
3: yeah, one way I, to look I, I at ha- it.
1: Quick and dirty yeah. is to say, do you have enough mon- money outside of stocks to provide the income that you're going to need from that account for the next five years? If you have enough outside of the stock market for the next five years, I would feel very confident and very comfortable having you leave it in there. And the reason I state that is look, we've been we've been navigating and helping clients, guiding clients for Pat and I've been working together almost 30 years. Yes. Well, I remember through the the tech bubble running up and the and the tech crash that in the 911 kind of the final nail on that thing and the panic that ensued and the people selling at the worst times, that all recovered and came back. Then we had the financial crisis, we navigated people through that financial crisis and it's a good rule of thumb if you've got enough money outside of stocks to last year to take care of your income needs for the next 5 years, I would not rec- recommend selling stock. This is a brank- blanket statement every situation is unique, so I'm not trying to say that's right for everybody. I'm just stating that's I think a way to look at it right
2: I'm now. I'm going to and I want to make another statement. You said you've done very well with Vanguard there is nothing wrong with Vanguard, but Vanguard didn't do it for you. The asset class did. Yeah, and the the way you allocated it. Right, the asset class and the way you allocated And quite frankly, 20 years ago, Vanguard was about the only choice out there. For
1: index funds. For index funds. they were Now just, it's just, for, for us, we just look at the lowest cost. We're trying yeah, to they're all the we're same. Trying to exposure. what's the cheapest, lowest cost, as long as it's liquid and we can trade it when
2: we need to in trade. In fact, whoa, right. you, you'll see us in our own iris sometimes move – Wholesale from one index fund to another inf- index funds because it dropped by one basis points or Yeah. Which is one one hundred. Inside 100% retirement percent. accounts Inside is retirement. the beautiful Didn't thing about it. There's no th- tax consequences
1: to think about. So we wish you luck, Suzanne. Don't um don't now's not the time to be stressing. I think those that should have stress are the ones that were over allocated, particularly in certain industries. Airline stocks, if you had a bunch of money in carnival cruises, if you had a bunch of money in oil gas limited partnerships, master limited partnerships, if you over if you sought out the highest yielding fund out there, which which by its very nature went to these sort of areas, that's when that's when maybe now is the maybe. If you're broadly diversified, like don't do any selling right now. If you are not, then you need to really take a good look at it. Take it
2: one step further. If you're Actually, using um, asset management and a diversified portfolio, if not today, in the next month or two, you may find yourself selling bond and buying more yes, stocks.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back. We will take some more calls. also want to let people know that uh, Pat and I recorded a special edition of our podcast this Wednesday. This just three, uh, four days ago. If you'd like to get a copy of that, you can go to our website, allworthfinancial.com, or simply go to where you get your podcast, uh, iTunes or um, Spotify or whatever, and you can uh, listen to that. I think it'll be you'll find it helpful. And if you haven't been listening to podcasts, now is probably a good time because there's lots of good information out there. Anyway, we're taking a quick break. Uh, we'll be back more in just a moment.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com/radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast.
1: Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters, Scott Hansen, Pat McLean, and um glad you are here still with us. Uh tell you what, why don't we we'll buzz through a few more calls, then we'll continue on with a little more commentary just uh,
2: it is a weird so, time. So Scott before we went in the break, you said when we start seeing the deaths and people actually start um that it's going to get worse when you say it's going to get worse i think the public's reaction so there's a
1: lot of people that are well informed have done quite a bit of reading i'm just thinking of even family members that have been talked to some have been highly informed even as this they've moved to this kind of uh stay at home i understand from i understand. I'm not an epidemiologist or whatever. Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist, thank you. Uh, uh, but I am quite strong in mathematics, so I do understand why this is—I understand not saying this is necessarily the right or the right or, wrong, right or wrong approach. It's just I understand this approach, and I understand with that, when I've done the research, statistically, there are going to be some—many uh, more cases, probably doubling every three to four days of people that are infected— we don't have enough t- kits. Once we get enough kits for people to get tested, it's well, going to be blow through the roof. But we're going st- to the, the number of deaths are going to double every three to four days. Th- that's th- yeah, statistically. That's, yeah,
2: and the number of um, of tests are going to. That's going to bring fear into the marketplace. But at the same time, truly. So the idea— And the only way you get a test, it seems
1: like, is if you're an NBA player or a movie star. Which was crazy. I saw that. that. Um, There was uh, a—remember Peggy Noonan, who was uh, Ronald Reagan—I think it was Ronald Reagan's press secretary. She writes opinion pieces for The Wall Street Journal quite often. And on Friday, she wrote an article. In the middle of the article, she mentions that I've been feeling sick for two weeks, describes her symptoms, just sounds just like coronavirus— She was talking about how difficult it's been for her to get the test. And that she finally got it only if she essentially didn't, wasn't, uh, they asked, you know, have you you been in contact with somebody who's got it or that you know of, or have you been out of the country? And she hadn't been out of the country. and So she basically had to, she didn't answer the questions correctly so she can take the test. And they told her it was going to be three to seven days before she had the results. And I thought, this is somebody highly connected, from the walls of government in New York, writing for the Journal on a daily basis. I, actually, I don't know where she lives. Um, and I thought
2: there is just so few kits out there. But at the same time, it's it the the, the it's palpative care right now. I'm not That's a right. doctor, but it's palpative care. If they come make out with a
0: form and of
2: and you know, it's a
1: little more than that. They're sticky. They intubate you. Make sure you can breathe.
2: But if they come out with a therapeutic uh, solution, it, it would it, it, and. It could happen in an hour. It could happen in a hundred days. It could.
1: Someone said recently, they thought three to four weeks there'll be one night. So that I
2: think this morning it would, it would, it would calm. Um, That's right. The market sounds significant. This so, thing could turn it, on a dime. It could, it could turn to the worse, or it could turn to the better on a dime.
1: But history has showed us that by reacting during these times, it's typically too late. And stock markets historically have recovered way before an economic recovery has. Uh, but yes,
2: before the economy recovers. Yes. Because they try to price things in.
1: Because prices are based upon what people think the future of a company is going to be. And why we see so much volatility right now is how in the world do we know what the future of something is going to be when there's so many uncertainties? And uncertainties that no one alive has lived through before. We're all emotional beings, too. Yes. So we might build these great models mathematical models to tell us something, but yet we still are not have their emotions and we still live with family members that have their emotions.
2: Yeah, It's an interesting time. It is. So I just... I mean, just in my own family of four kids, my boys are like, what? And my daughter's like, I'm not leaving. I don't want to leave the house. In fact, the boys came home from college and she said, where have you been the last couple of days? Their sister. And they're like, well, I was hanging out with this guy and this guy. And she's like, you, you stay away from me. In fact, you should go. <laughs>
1: My son was in Boston College, and apparently a friend of a friend has tested positive, supposedly. And it's probably someone is infected there. Uh, And so he's decided to self-quarantine for the
2: next uh, two weeks. Your son is much smarter than mine because they said— I don't know if it's brightness. —of a friend of a friend. And they said, well, but we're going to L.A. So they got in their car, and they drove, I don't know how many miles it is to L.A., 300 miles or something. Uh, Um. I was just glad to get him out of the house. You know, We're all living with that, too. My
1: gosh! I had um, on uh, Wednesday night. We will take calls here in a moment. On Wednesday night, we had we had planned for having um, we had twenty two live events scheduled in different cities on our Social Security workshop, which we've converted to a webinar. And by the way, if you would like to get that webinar, go to our website allworthfinancial.com. And if you, actually, we've got a lot of updates too. I think on the top of the page is some kind of some responses that we've had. And there's, we've done lots of videos and articles and um, podcasts and whatnot. Um, but on Wednesday, I went, we used the stage at a at a local church. They have a big fancy stage. And so I brought my, <laughs> my 24-year-old daughter. I said, she's bored. I said, do you want to come? Just keep social distance. Uh, and um, would you like to come? She said, sure. So she uh, came with me and I and I said, "This is my daughter, Jess. She has recently been kicked out of grad school. She's unemployed, has zero job prospects, and lives at home with her parents." <laughs> Meet my daughter, <laughs> and she laughed too because that's that is what our. That's the environment. But this too shall pass. This too shall pass, and um, I think it's good to remember that. All right, let's take some calls. Eight three three ninety nine Worth is the number we're talking with Gary.
5: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey. This all started a, a few months ago. I was uh, had a position in a single stock that I decided to uh, sell off so I can move into a diversified ETF. And it resulted in about $133,000 total. Of that, about $50,000 was capital gains, mixed between long-term and short-term. And doing the math, I, it's about $9,000 in taxes that I'm going to owe from that that whole transaction. Okay. Um with the the recent market shift here that uh, we're experiencing.
1: Yeah. What, what, what calendar year did you make this transaction?
5: It was this year. Okay. I I sold it in January. Okay. Perfect. Time frame. Um, So based upon what I've heard you guys say before, this may be an opportunity for a, uh, totally harvest a loss to offset those taxes. So sitting on $28,000 loss. So if, if I can actually do that, uh, uh, Transaction that will.
1: Uh, Here's what, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You can. This is easy, yeah. actually. What you need to prevent. You need to prevent doing what's called a wash sale. That's when you. That's my. Yeah, that's, that's what you My call.
5: question is, uh, how what, how much different of an ETF do I need to move this money into, to make it avoid that wash Yeah, thing. I
1: don't I don't know of any specific uh, like percentage-wise. It just needs to be... I mean, if you owned Coca-Cola and sold Coca-Cola and buy, bought Pepsi, someone could argue, well, those kind of the same thing, sort of. But you can make the strong argument, and, and the IRS would not challenge you on this, that they're two totally different companies. So if you sold, say, the, uh, uh, the Spider, S&P 500, I forget even who the backer is of that one. Is that um, State, State Street? Street and State bought... Street. Um, the to- uh, 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 Vanguard's Vanguard. equivalent of the total market, or the Van or Schwab's equivalent of, of the same of the S and P five hundred. That would it might not be flagged, but if you but if you ever auto, that's clearly a like kind. If you're five hundred to five hundred, but if you sold the S and P five hundred
2: and bought the total stock market, that's fair, easy, completely. I mean, it's and you should not not just if you you should you okay. should do this. Yeah. You
0: should do it today. Well, well when the markets I'm, I'm are open.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, uh, based upon this input. So is there any uh, special things that need to get uh, flagged from a pr- documentation standpoint? No. When I hit my CPA <clears> in 2021. <throat> no, I, no it's matter of
1: fact, if you sold the uh, Spiders and bought the Vanguard equivalent of the five, uh, S&P 500, there it would no, be no reporting that would state this is a wash sale. It, okay. it, 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 it would be. It my, would be a wash. I'm sale. not an actor.
2: But, but so if you sold the, the equivalent and bought a similar but not identical ETF, all you have to do is keep track of your own records and then report it back. And most of the time, the brokerage firms that you actually no. trade the money at, assuming you're going to do both trades at the same firm. Also we'll give you it'll, it'll it'll it'll
1: list your gains and your losses. You can help as, wash these things out. Correct. It, it, all okay. on one statement. This is the, exactly distilling. the kind of thing to be doing right now, Gary. Yeah. As as it,
2: is, it- as is converting uh money for an IRA to a Roth IRA if it's appropriate.
1: Yeah. Okay,
5: and one last question. If I want to get back into the fund that I'm currently in, what's the window? Uh, is it truly 30 days? 30 days. In cash for 30 days. And don't sit
1: in cash. I would not
2: recommend no, no, sitting no, no, in cash
1: okay. in this market. No, no I, I was just I mean, you, 30 days cash. you might be wish you but had. You, I don't know.
2: But you could, so so the answer <laughs> to the question is, you could buy that and then wait 31 days and then go back and buy your original ETF. Are you oh, in an ETF? Okay. Yeah, he said it was a diversified uh, ETF. I am ETF. an
5: ETF, yeah. It's a, it's a high-dividend yield. They've got a, a money market that appears to be the exact same fund, and I was—if conf- I moved it from there, I was wondering if I would hit a wash sale because it's got a completely different name and everything. But no, it's I guess a different stocks that they're eyeball.
1: If it's the exact same strategy, it's a, it, it, technically it's a wash sale. Whether or not you get caught up, I wouldn't do that. But I, you, yeah. you can move to something that's substantially different, and you're probably not going to want to move back to that because what if the market moves up ten percent? Then you recapture okay. yes. that game. And you might be able to, to build the exact same strategy using a couple different ETFs. Okay. For example, if you had Thank the you. total stock market index and we're in this position, I'd say, well, sell the total stock market and buy S&P 500 and buy – uh one s&p of 500 why buy one some maybe one value rather.
2: one va- uh growth one value so uh, another thing to keep in mind when you have and this is for the rest of the listeners when you have gains like the rest this, of you out there thank you uh when you have gains like this and you're charitably inclined uh don't forget that you can actually gift a um appreciated mutual fund etf stock how to- many people are thinking of gifting at this very moment
1: this well this tournament. too shall pass though. I understand that. You this just could, yes. This too shall pass. Yeah.
2: This will this is this is an equivalent to many of the financial shocks that we have seen over the years but this too shall pass. Yes. I had one person
1: describe it. He was actually an airline pilot. He described it as a a slow 911 is what it feels like. It does feel a little like that. It
2: does feel a little bit like. It, it feels surreal.
1: Yes, like it's a f- novel I'm sitting there reading, yeah. or a movie I'm watching. Actually, I've never watched these movies. I thought they were so silly—the pandemic kind of movies. I
2: started watching the documentary on pandemic. I don't want to see that. Oh, <laughs> I only watched—I watched one and a half out of like six. Well,
1: you know, it's interesting, and we don't want to get too much into what's going on. But if you, th- the the population this pandemic is striking compared to say the Spanish flu, that was indiscriminate and tend to. Hit a lot of people in their twenties. Yes, and the you think about the fear running through society at that moment.
2: Yeah, wow, and and that it was. It obviously medicine has come a long way, a long long way.
1: Let's continue on. Let's talk with Karen. Karen, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
4: So I'm calling um, with a question regard to um, my husband and my retirement, and we are. age sixty seven and sixty eight my husband has his own business um and he is going to be selling that business by the end of this year
1: what We're kind of business is towards it?
4: retirement uh he's in building construction um agricultural so um it's okay. a pretty specified business okay um and uh, so he he, he, already, he is in the process of selling that business. Uh, it'll be completed at the end of the year, and we'll get a pretty good chunk of change for that. So that's cash that we will have. Um, we haven't started Social Security, but our retirement plan has been this. We have a ranch, and on this ranch we have multiple parcels that we can sell at any point. Okay. And so that has been our plan to be debt free of the ranch, which we are. We own it without any debt. It is also income generating. Okay. Um,
1: what's generating so the income on it, right? Now? Are, my, are you.
4: I'm sorry? What's generating
1: in, in, income? You got cattle on it, or what do you have on the ranch?
4: Um, no, we ha- it's uh, ag land. So it. there is. Got it. Um, Okay,
1: got it. I'm with you
4: ag plus we also have livestock okay okay so uh, there's a rental portion that uh a portion of it is rented out and livestock is on it that on makes sense livestock got it, got it. Okay. okay so in retirement we had planned that um our options are to sell out sell off parcels and also to continue with the income generating monies that we have um So, it's money that we're going to have. It's not, we don't have stocks, we don't have bonds. Okay. And we're, so we're, we're up against having this happen. And we're kind of concerned about what do we do with this chunk of change as we are receiving it. Um,
2: So, this is interesting. This is a really, because how we would look at this, it, well, it's,
1: let, let me step back for just a moment, Karen. So, um, We are—it's in March of 2020, and this is something that you're going to be occurring at the end of the year, right? So right now, right now, it feels like— The sale of the business. Right now, it feels like the earth is stopping its rotation, right? um, It's—people are stocking up on on toilet paper like we can't manufacture anymore. and I mean, it's just— there's it's just this strange thing that none of us alive today have ever been in. So there's a lot of fear out there and people tend to extrapolate what's happening today
2: well into the future. So this could all be done by the end of the year. It, it, would, it,
1: everyone all the health experts say it will.
2: So what is what will how much do you need to live on?
4: Um gosh we can get by with relatively um reasonable amount because we are not in debt.
2: Okay, so right. so how yeah. much how much do you want to live on is it 50,000, 80,000, 100,000, 100, what's the number approximately?
4: Oh, I think we could get by 50,000 dollars
2: No, easy. no, I didn't ask to get by. I asked what you wanted to live on.
4: Um hmm.
2: There's a difference. Okay,
4: so let's say let let's say with health expenses, um, I I would say let's let's say fifty thousand. Okay, fifty thousand to seventy five. And how much 000? will your
1: social security bring in
4: between um, the two of you? Uh, between the two of us, well, our plan was to uh, we haven't started it. Right. Um, at one point we will start his and then let mine accrue till okay. seventy. Okay.
1: So just w- so
4: at the point. We're not that far off. I mean, three years. Yes. Right. So how much would maybe both go to 70? Yes. So So... at that point, at at 70, if we both waited till we were 70, um, three years time, then we would be bringing in Social Security together a Four thousand, approximately four thousand dollars.
2: Okay. Okay. So forty eight, fifty thousand dollars a year. How much are you going to? Uh, how much is the sale of the business for? Approximately.
4: It's over a hundred thousand.
1: Okay. Okay. And how much income does the ranch provide you? Uh,
4: approximately twenty five hundred dollars a month. Okay. So,
1: okay, you're there. So there's thirty thousand from the ranch and forty eight thousand. Let's call it fifty thousand from Social Security. There's $80,000 regardless of what you do with the sale of your husband's business.
2: And if you were selling your husband's business and you didn't have any other assets in cash or short-term instruments like short-term bonds, I would take 100% of that and just put it in a bank account. And be conservative with it for
1: reserves. Something happens with the ranch and something weird goes on or whatever. sell
2: the parcels off. If you want. want. Or maybe not. Right.
4: Well, are you might so not you're need saying to. just put it in a savings account? That's what not I would an
2: annuity do. No, no, nope. oh, an no, no, not Gosh, an annuity. Just a savings account.
4: Why not an annuity? Because they're
2: garbage. Ninety-nine percent of them are absolute trash.
1: Unless it's an immediate annuity where you give up control of your principal for more monthly income, but you don't need that based on what you just told us.
2: Yes, you don't need that. So, if someone's selling, okay. uh, someone trying to sell you yes, an annuity, sounds
1: like it to me. They went to a seminar, yeah, steak dinner.
2: Has been. Oh, come on! <laughs> Did you meet him at some dinner? How was it?
4: No, no, oh, okay. actually no.
2: Right. from the
1: bank <laughs> the
2: bank No,
4: actually okay. <laughs> um, it was through through a friend who it's a, a financial representative of a friend. okay, okay,
1: so you I, my you guess don't... is my guess is that individuals probably not a certified financial planner number one, and they're
2: probably not licensed to uh, to sell other securities. But you don't need any other securities. You just need $100,000 in the bank in case something happens. That's right. And when you said you're different than everyone else because you have land, yeah. it's just a different asset class. Is it well-diversified asset class? No. no. Will it work? Probably. Well, we, thought it, we thought it would be safe. <laughs> okay. Well, then, then it's going to work for you. Take that hundred grand. Put it in the bank. Yeah. We don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not going to get a commission by telling you to put 100 grand of your money into a bank. Where
1: that financial representative might get something on the tune
2: of 8% commission, 10% commission. Some of these annuity products are absolutely. 7,000, 8,000, 10,000. Just put it in the bank. You'll have enough money from the income that's derived from your property and Social Security to live comfortably. And at points in time if you want to increase your standard of living, you could sell off some of those parcels as was your original plan.
1: Yeah, but just have the money in the bank. You and don't just need to put it, it in
2: ransom. the bank.
1: So hey Cameron, we wish you well. We're gonna talk with Mary. Hi Mary, you are with Allworth's Money Matters. Good morning. Hi, Mary. How can we help? Hi.
6: Well, uh... I suppose in five minutes, you can't give me a comprehensive evaluation of all of my finances and tax liabilities. Four minutes. So, uh, Four minutes. (laughs) It might not take that long. (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, the main question I want to ask today has to do with our home. Okay. Um, My husband and I are retired. I'm 67. He's 71. Um, We have a house that's like 2,800 square feet. And it's it's um, too big and we're not in a hurry, but uh, we'll want to get out of it. And we've done some of the looking at real estate as, in terms of, you know, like what are good things to fix and should we just sell the way it is. And our sons are both uh, um, good engineers and remodelers and things like that, and they would like to think that they could make the house Updated, it's about thirty years old and and uh, we could sell it for more.
2: And what do you owe? So on, have to, what do you owe on this house? Oh,
6: we owe fifty five thousand.
2: And what's the value? Should be about six hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. So let's talk about kind of you know, you know, so had you called <laughs> six weeks ago. <laughs> right. Uh, Four weeks ago, I would have said, just list the house um, and don't worry about it. In fact, I had a friend that just had a 40-year-old house that needed major repairs and didn't do a thing. No carpet, no, knowing that the new owner, and for him, he closed last week. We don't know what the real estate market uh, looks like. We haven't a clue. No one has a clue. What we do know is that 30-year interest rates uh, on mortgages have dropped, but that doesn't matter because— uh, You can't
1: leave the house to go home shopping.
2: And and people aren't actually refinancing a lot of those 30-year because there's too so, much demand. There's They've, too much demand, and— uh, It's hard to get a loan. And the government that actually is involved in some of this process is not uh, functioning at 100%. So the answer to the question is, we haven't a clue. I know six weeks ago I would have told you just list the house and see what happens. Now, you could do two things. One is you could list the house and see what happens. And uh, you would almost always prefer not to repair a home or update it before yeah, you sell yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of, course, oh. you're not going to get as much out of it as you Because everyone wants it. to have
1: their own personal taste in it. And, and especially a 30-year-old well, home.
2: So I would list the
1: house. Have
6: told us, Okay. Well, where, are yeah, gonna where are you going to go? What are you going to sell
1: the house and go where? Uh,
6: well, that's the thing. We don't really know. My husband would like to leave California. Um, we thought that maybe for a while we just wouldn't have a place. Mm. And we would um, go, you know, rent short-term some other places and explore. And our sons have um, properties in Nevada. We've been working with them on Airbnbs and things like that. So... It's not like we wouldn't have anywhere to go. You
1: know, I, if uh, I were in your, if you were my older sister, Mary, I'd say, let's. Why don't we just forget about this for the moment? Because the, it this this our response to the coronavirus, whether it's the right or wrong response, I'm not here to state. But it is going to change, and particularly if we're going down the course, what it's looking like, where this is going to spread out for perhaps months, it's going to change the way people live, the way people work.
2: It will never people, be the same.
1: No. It's going to push, my opinion, it's going to push technology forward 10 years. And there's it, it's a much different era today than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. But I I mean, I just think about all the, the Zoom meetings I'm having now, video conferencing things, that the technology wasn't very good a few years ago. It's much, much better now. So it, who knows what's going to... And you're located in the Sacramento region. Sacramento might be a big beneficiary of this. People from the Bay Area says... I figured out I don't need to actually work in one of those huge, huge plants down there. I could be up here. Campuses, I guess they call them. Um, So,
2: but, but I think if you've waited, how long have you been having this conversation with your husband and your children?
6: Oh, well, we don't move any, we don't move too fast, probably two to five years. Okay, so
2: I move very quickly personally, and I would slow down uh, now. Uh, I make decisions relatively rapidly for uh, myself and my family, especially financial ones. Um, But I wouldn't be in a hurry to do anything. If you had called six weeks ago, we would have just said, list the house for sale and see what happens. Yes, because it's been a hot market. It's been a hot market, but we have no idea what it looks like. But But most normally you do not want to put any repairs other than sometimes paint and a little bit of um, landscaping. Yeah.
1: Well, unfortunately, that is about all the time we have in this program. I just do want to remind uh, you folks that, uh, listen, if you ha- don't subscribe to our podcast, uh, I'd encourage you to do it now. We may have some other podcasts. We're going to look at other w- ways we can continue to um, produce good information. At least you can get our viewpoints on the way things are. I think
2: the words of this too shall pass is good to remember. Um, and, and don't forget to go to our website, allworthfinancial.com, where we have market updates. We have Corona updates. We have, if you're sitting at home and hunkered in, you want to understand Social Security, we just did a, a webinar. webinar on that
0: uh, this last week. Yeah, so
1: anyway, thanks for taking the time to join us. This has been Scott Hansen, Pat McClain, Hallworths Money Matters.